Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here today with Clint Arthur from clintarthur.tv. Uh, Clint is the president of Five Star Butter, which is a gourmet uh grass-fed butter company that served at Ritz Carlton for Four Seasons, a lot of other uh, major you know, expensive uh, restaurants. And he's been on Iron Chef, The Today Show, he's Dan Kennedy's Info Market of the Year, and kind of the list goes on. And uh, Clint, welcome to the show. In the name of Donald Trump, it is my pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Clint. So I just want to give everyone a little backstory on how uh, I, I met Clint or how, how this interview started because normally, as you guys know, I, I interview people who I meet while traveling, who I meet in person, and even though a lot of people email me, uh, you know, I, I usually just, I, I just don't have that connection. But when I saw Clint's email, it, it just jumped out at me. And you want to br- kind of briefly describe what, t- like, how do you, what's that process? I'm sure it's not, you know, it's not you personally sending out these emails. How do you get booked on all these shows? Uh, you got my email from one of my VAs. Okay. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm actually doing something pretty unusual. I have VAs sending out emails to people who have podcasts. And as a result of this, I've been booked on like so many podcasts and it's a really great way to get the word out. And meet a lot of super cool people like yourself and connect with entrepreneurs all around the world. And really all I did was I uh, made a, a, like a little flyer and like a, a one-page PDF basically. And I have a VA going through uh, you know, iTunes and sending it out. So that's such a good use of your time. Uh, you know, so I have a VA as well in the Philippines, and I'm sure I can get, I can make a flyer, have them send it out to you know the top 100 podcasts in whatever category I'm going after, and it's it's such a nice way to spread your word. It's almost like podcasts to me are almost like the new network TV, and that's you know the the kind of part of the market that you've dominated. Yes, I have focused on creating celebrity as as an entrepreneur for 15 years now. I have identified the principal success factors of entrepreneurship and I really do believe that it comes from unique positioning. Having a unique position in the marketplace that people, when, when people think about Clint Arthur, they, they think about me, if they're in the food world, they think about me as the only person in the whole world who creates organic, unwrapped, portion control butter pieces. I have that unique position. Like, if you get a disc of butter and it actually tastes good, and you're at a resort in the in the USA, then most likely you're eating my product. Now, in the uh, in the expert space, in the expert industry, like the seminar world, when people think about Clint Arthur, they think about local TV. I'm the only person in the whole world who uses local TV the way I do and who teaches other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to become celebrities using local TV. And the reason this is so important is because there are really only two ways to achieve a a unique position in the marketplace. The first way to be uniquely positioned in the marketplace is to do what I do in the butter world. I have a unique product. And unfortunately, it is not so easy to have a unique product in this day and age. There's so much competition in everything that it is very difficult to find something where you're the only person in the world truly who has it. Now, I have that in butter and I also have it in my information marketing business, which is my local TV training program. There's nobody else in the world who teaches authors, speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to become celebrities using local TV. And so that's so, actually one of the reasons why I wanted you to do on the show so much is I really like how you not only do you do both of those things, but you integrate them. So you have five star butter 
And instead of just doing the normal, um, the normal marketing channels or competing on things like price, you are leveraging your kind of TV fame uh, and building up that business as well. And there's really no reason why other people can't do that for really whatever industry they're in. I could not agree with you more, man. I have been using my TV celebrity for B2B sales. Now, get this. It's not like I sell butter to individual people. I only sell butter to executive chefs of Five Diamond Resorts. So, for example, in Chicago, there were a maximum of 10 potential customers for my product. 10. And I went to Chicago and I booked myself to be a guest on ABC7, Chicago's morning news program. And on that show, I did a demonstration about how to make gourmet popcorn using ordinary microwave popcorn, just how to transform ordinary microwave popcorn into a gourmet treat. And naturally, one of the ways that you do that is by adding my gourmet butter. And once I was booked on that show, I scheduled a sales trip to Chicago, and I started calling chefs. These are executive chefs of Five Diamond Resorts. And by the time I left Chicago that week, I had five new clients, and they were the Trump International Hotel in Chicago, the Palmer House Hilton in Chicago, which is like the grand dam, like the biggest, oldest, top hotel in Chicago, the Peninsula Chicago, the Intercontinental Chicago, and the Park Hyatt Hotel in Chicago. I had basically the top five hotels in Chicago as my clients because what I did was I said, hey, chef, this is Clint Arthur. I'm going to be in Chicago this week because I'm going to be appearing on the ABC7 Morning News. And I'm wondering if you'd like me to come into your kitchen and let you taste my butter after I'm done at the TV studios. And I guarantee you, Johnny, there is not a single other food salesperson. I'm not even saying butter salesman. I'm saying there's not one other guy selling food in Chicago who is using that approach to cold call chefs so that he can get appointments to come and see them. And I had these chefs calling me back and saying, yes, yes, we want you to come and see me. Because I, I was just leaving voicemail messages for these guys. And, you know, I don't know about you, but until I started using this methodology, I wasn't getting a lot of returned voicemail messages. Mostly I'd leave a voicemail message and never hear back from the prospect. But using this very sophisticated, very different approach to cold call voicemail messaging, I was getting chefs calling me back saying, yes, yes, we want you to come in after the TV station. We want you to come in. And that's how I created $60,000 a year in recurring revenues from just Chicago market. Now, And I love that because it's such, you know, thinking outside of the box. And the thing is, why wouldn't they want you to come in? Because it's, it's that social proof of you being on TV. And, you know, instead of you just being a random person that's cold calling, now to them you're like, well, you know what? You know, the, the chef's thinking, well, you know, if this guy, if he's good enough to be on uh, on the news, if, if he's an expert on the news, or if he's good enough to be on TV, he's da- you know he knows what he's talking about, and it's almost one of those things where they don't. I mean, to be honest, I don't watch the news at all, and I would say most of the people listening to the show uh, are the new generation where we don't watch local news. You know, we're we're too busy traveling around the world, we're too busy listening to podcasts and educating ourselves on, on things like that, but we forget that the majority of the world, the majority of the U.S. You know, they still have a normal job. They're still at home watching Fox News at, at 8 o'clock. And they are a huge market for us to reach. You know what? Uh, I agree with you kind of. But really, I feel like it really doesn't matter if anybody watches the news. Because what happens is when you go on these shows, what you end up with is a video clip of you on ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox. And what is that video clip? It's a marketing video. And what do you do with this marketing video? You send it out to your customers and prospects or you just let them know about it. I I guarantee you that of all the chefs that I called that week, probably 80% of them did not even see me on the news. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm standing out as being different than everybody else and that is the most important part. Now, here's the great thing about, about this whole situation is that you're assuming that the chefs are, are thinking, and I think it's a correct assumption, that if I'm the president of Five Star Butter and I'm on the news, that it's because I'm doing something butter-related. Well, a couple of months later, I was going to Miami, 
And I called up the producer in Miami and finally got one on the phone. It took a lot of calls, but I got one on the phone. And I said to this producer, hey, man, I got a great segment for you. I just did it in Chicago a couple months ago. It's called How to Transform Ordinary Microwave Popcorn into an Instant Gourmet Treat. And I'm going to do a special popcorn recipe that's perfect for you in Miami. It's called Miami Beach Popcorn, and it's like a Cuban sandwich in popcorn. That's what I sent to the guy. And the guy goes, eh, that doesn't sound so good for me. What else you got? I said, well, I have a new book out. It's called The President's Code, Common Traits of America's Most Uncommon Leaders. And he goes, oh, you mean like baseball stats for the presidents? I said, yeah, that's right. He goes, oh, I love that shit. Let's do that. So now I'm booked in Miami, and I'm not going there to do a food demonstration. I'm there to appear in, in, in relationship to one of my books about leadership. And so I get on the phone to chefs in Miami, and I say, hey, chef, this is Clint Arthur, president of Five Star Butter Company. I'm going to be in Miami next week because I'm going to be on the NBC Miami morning news program. And I'm wondering if you'd like me to come to your kitchen after I'm done at the TV studio in the morning. And I got a new client there that really this one client was better than all the clients I got in Chicago. Turned out to be the Ritz, uh, the St. Regis Hotel in Bal Harbor, Florida, which is the Miami St. Regis. That place alone is doing $3,600 a month in butter. So, just that one place. I, I, I think what you just brought up is amazing because a lot of people listening to this are thinking, well, I don't really want to live in the U.S. I don't want to you know, tour around and be on you know, 65 or 100 uh, different local TV shows. But what you just said makes complete sense. You don't need to rely on the, on the people who are watching that show. All we're doing is we are going to have them produce a super professional uh, marketing reel for us. So, and it really only takes you know a few shows. I mean, you could literally do that in uh, in the one week or two weeks that you're you're visiting your your parents back home uh, during Christmas. You can you know uh, follow you know, you know that's actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you a book. I'm going to the the breakthrough uh, on on TV book. And I'm yep. gonna, um, when I go back to the U.S. Uh, or before I go back, I'm going to plan it out. So when I'm there for those two or three weeks, I'm going to follow those steps, and I'm going to. You know, I'm going to get myself booked on these local shows saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm an expert in XYZ. I've written, you know, XYZ book. And here's my pitch. You know, I'm going to be in town during these two weeks. You know, I'd love to come in. And if I can get in on those shows, now I have a professionally produced marketing reel uh, with names like, you know, the ABC or Fox attached to it, which uh, with everyone still recognizes. Everyone, you know, assumes that it, that makes me a credible celebrity even though i'm not i'm just some guy who happened to be on a local uh show talking about something else maybe first of all you're absolutely right lisa sasevich made four television appearances you know who she is no no. lisa sasevich is the queen of sales conversion she does like i I don't know two or three events a year and does like five million dollars in coaching per year off the back of those events right and she teaches people how to speak and sell. She's one of my students. She's a top in, in, uh, expert, industry expert. And she did four TV appearances, made her sizzle reel from it, and uses that to introduce herself to cold audiences. Okay? So you're, up, you're 100% right. You can do this off as few as three or four or five TV appearances, and you can get a great sizzle reel out of it. Okay. However, uh, it, it really is a matter of not like here's the most important point what is all marketing on the internet johnny i, I don't know what, what is all marketing on the internet video marketing okay okay all marketing on the internet is either video marketing today or is going to video marketing everybody knows that everybody agrees with that and you know it's one of those things that is really true because people just would rather watch a video than read anything Nobody wants to read. They just want to watch videos and, and, and to intake instead of having to do effort. So what these producers are doing is they are producing the highest quality video marketing pieces for you. And they're perfect length too, three to five minutes. That's all they are. So all you got to do is show up, give them three to five minutes of content, and they give you a video marketing piece that nobody can touch in their own home studio. You know, I think for the majority of listeners, 
you know, or just kind of the, the no, like a normal person who, who hasn't gone through this process, you might be thinking, well, why would, let's say, Fox or NBC want, you know, to have us on their show? And it's crazy because they need to produce so much content. And we would like to think that every single time Fox airs a, you know, a piece, they are doing their due diligence, they're doing their research, they're, you know, they're putting a ton of effort and thought into, into it. But in reality, they are trying to fill up time slots. They have so much they need to produce that if you can have a good pitch and you can have good timing where it's relevant uh, and can you give some of those those tips? I, I remember hearing one of your videos about um, what are the things that the stations are looking for, like timing and the local market uh, that yeah. will get you on there. Okay, great. So first of all, it is really easy to manipulate them if you know how to put stuff in front of them that looks like it's supposed to look. There are certain, there are certain elements that these producers need. I've actually come up with a formula for what these producers need. And if you put all the elements of the formula into your proposal, it's just a one-page proposal. 200 words is ideal. 150 to 200 words is ideal. And if you could put all the elements of the proposal into those 150 to 200 words, they can't resist. And, you know, it helps if you have a book, but you don't need a book. What you need is to appear like you're relevant and there's many ways to trick them into believing that you're relevant. And timeliness is a great way. If you can, you know, like for example, I've made many, many appearances on the subject of New Year's resolutions. If you want to talk about New Year's resolutions on December 31st or January 1st or January 2nd, you got a lot of people who are interested in talking about New Year's resolutions on those days. And if, if you can display to them enough credibility, enough uh, enough authority on that topic, you can go on and work your way up to the biggest places. Like, you know, I started out and I wanted, like, it, here's what happened, man. I started out and I, I had been living as if I was going to die. My, my, uh, my men's team and I had a meeting. We had a meeting and it was down at the beach and across the campfire from me, this took place like September of 2008. Across the campfire was the shaman. The shaman points at me through the yellow and orange crackling flames of the fire. And he goes, you don't know it yet, but you're already dead. And I said, what are you talking about, man? I'm the most successful guy on this team. Eight years ago, I was driving a cab. Now I'm a millionaire. I was living in a little boat. Now I'm living in a mansion. What are you talking about? He goes, you're already dead. You just don't know it. Now I didn't know what he was talking about, Johnny, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. I would go home and be mumbling to myself while I was driving around town. I'm already dead. I'm already dead. What does he mean? I'd wake up in the middle of the night out of a sound sleep, mumbling to myself, I'm already dead. I'm already dead. What does he mean? And it came to be New Year's Day of 2009. And I woke up and poured myself a mimosa and pulled out a pad and a pen to write down my list of goals like I had become habitual in doing when I became successful as a businessman. And that year I was inspired by what the shaman said at the campfire and I asked myself a question that changed everything and that question was, hey, if this was going to be the last year of my life, what would I want to accomplish? And man... That question changed it all because surprisingly enough, the first thing I wrote down was I got to write my book about what I learned at the Wharton Business School that helped me to become successful as an entrepreneur once I stopped trying to pursue the Hollywood dream. Man, I pursued the Hollywood dream for 13 years after I got out of Wharton Business School and the last six of those years, I was a taxi driver in LA making 500 a week while my pledges from my fraternity in college we're already directors at Goldman Sachs making millions. And on New Year's Eve of the millennium, I, I had had enough. That was like the low point, the crisis of my soul. And I said, if 13 years of pursuing the Hollywood dream put me behind a taxi for this long, it's not worth it. And I quit writing. I burned all my screenplays and books that I had written. And I said, I'm never going to write again. So here I am, nine years later, on New Year's Day of 2009, and the first thing I write down on my list of things that I would do if I was going to die that year is write my, my book about the things I learned at Wharton. Because at that point, my daughter was 13 years old, and I wanted her to know the wisdom that I had learned at Wharton Business School. So 
I wrote the book. I lost weight that year. Uh, it turns out, in retrospect, I didn't even realize it, but I was obese at that point. And that year, I lost 40 pounds. My marriage was on the rocks. We got into counseling. We we're going to celebrate our 12-year wedding anniversary this year as a result of that. I built a factory for my butter company that transformed the business and helped us to survive and thrive during the Great Recession and beyond. And all of that came from this question about what if you were going to die. And so that year, one of the other things I did was I, I stepped up into leadership, which I think is so important as an entrepreneur. And the first person you got to lead is yourself, of course. And I became the leader of the men's team. And I said to the guys on the team, hey, everybody, we're going to all live as if we're going to die this year. It's an experiment. And we all had amazing experiences doing it. And so at the end of that year, I called up a publicist and I said, get me on the Today Show. And she laughed at me. She goes, Clint, they're never going to put you on the Today Show. You're a middle-aged guy nobody's ever heard of. You got a self-published book nobody's ever bought because I had only sold eight copies of the Wharton Business School book that year. She said, you got no TV experience. They're not going to put you on the Today Show. You got to start on little shows in little in local cities. I said, well, what about NBC New York? Can you get me on there? That's my native. I'm, that's my hometown. I'm like a native son done good. And when she stopped laughing at me the second time, she goes, Clint, I think I figured you out. You're not really a business author. You're a comedian. Because that's the second hysterically funny thing you've said to me in 30 seconds. You're a middle-aged guy nobody's ever heard of. you got a self-published book nobody's ever bought. No TV experience. They're not going to put you on NBC New York, the number one station in the number one market. You've got to go to little stations in little cities and start out there. And I said, well, what about like Salt Lake City? Can you do that? She goes, oh, I can do that. And it's only 1500 bucks to get you on in Salt Lake City or in any of the small markets outside the top 10 cities in America. I said, okay, great. Let's see you do it. And a couple days later, I was surprised when my, my iPhone 3GS went ding and I got an email from this publicist that said, congratulations, you're booked on TV in Salt Lake City. And I was looking at the email thinking, are they really going to put me on in Salt Lake City? I'm a middle-aged guy nobody's ever heard of. I got a self-published book nobody's ever bought, no TV experience. But they did put me on there, and it was because I had this Wharton Business School book. See, I wanted to originally talk about the last year of your life and living as if you were going to die, but I didn't have a book, and I wasn't Tony Robbins. I didn't have the credibility to put beyond behind that type of experience. And luckily for me, the publicist was right in, the, in, in a couple of senses. Number one, I had to go on little tiny stations to start out. And number two, I had to pick a topic where I had good credibility. As the author of the book, What They Teach You at the Wharton Business School, Wharton was a brand name, and the book gave me credibility in that topic. Now, interestingly enough, it took me two years to get on NBC New York, and a little more than three years to get my ultimate goal of getting on the Today Show. And when I was on the Today Show, the first thing Willie Geist asked me, he's the host of, of the um, 9 o'clock hour. He goes, so Clint, you have a good idea. On New Year's Eve, you ask yourself a question. What's that question? And I said, if this was going to be the last year of your life, what would you want to accomplish? Because by that point, I had already done segments about New Year's resolutions. And I had written the book, The Last Year of Your Life. And I had appeared on TV on this topic 25 times already on local and national shows. And I had worked my way up to the Today Show and to being a credible guest on that topic on the biggest show on television in the world. I so love it. If I, if I could do that, anybody can do anything. You know what? There's so many takeaways from that. And I want everybody to, to really just take a second to think about – all the, all the takeaways that we learned from that. And if you need to, just rewind it and listen to it. Because in my mind, there's almost too many. I almost, I almost wish I, I wrote this down. But the nice thing about the podcast is you can just go back. So here's a couple of things that we learned, I learned from it personally. And everyone thinking, oh, you know, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not an expert. I don't have a book. I didn't go to Wharton. Everybody has something that they can write about. Everyone could attach their brand name to something. I mean, even, in, even if someone wrote what, you know, the... the the 20 things I learned from living in New York. New York's a big brand name that everyone's heard of, even though, uh, you know, and even though you didn't go to, let's say, Wharton, you, or things I've learned working at XYZ Company or, and things like that. And the thing is, it's so easy to self-publish a book nowadays. And, I mean, if, if anything, take a look at any of my books. They're all self-published. I wrote Life Changes Quick on a plane. Uh, I didn't even 
didn't even edit my my first book, Twelve Weeks in Thailand. I just threw it up on Amazon Kindle, and anybody can do that nowadays. And you can have instant credibility of being a published author uh, and contact these small stations. And I want you guys to remember what Clint said: Don't go after the big markets. Don't you know? Don't go after New York. Don't go after San Francisco. Go after whatever small town is near you. I want everyone to start thinking about what is a small city that's within a few hours drive from your house. Why not contact them? You get the same demo reel. It's going to be the same branding. You, might, you know, there might be a small Fox news station in a tiny town three hours away. That still gives you the same credibility and the same reel. And if, if you don't mind, I, I want to put that your sizzle reel on the show notes of this episode. Um, and just let everyone see what is possible. Yeah, it, it took me three years, a little more than three years to come up with this sizzle reel. And it's got clips on there. And remember, she was laughing at me about the Today Show. She was laughing about NBC New York. And on this sizzle reel, I have ABC Chicago, NBC Miami, CBS Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, and NBC New York and the Today Show. And I accomplished all that in three years. I even have Brooke Shields on my sizzle reel because she was co-interviewing me with Willie Geist on the Today Show. And I can't promise you that you're going to get Brooke Shields on your, on your sizzle reel. But I'll tell you what, man. I, I got all kinds of invaluable marketing materials from doing these, these pieces. And, you know, one more thing really warrants saying, I think it was Jim Rohn who said, it's not the million dollars you make, it's what you become in the process of making the million dollars. And I really do believe that it wasn't the Today Show, but it was what I became in the process of getting on the Today Show that was the most valuable part. And don't get me wrong, getting on the Today Show put at least a million dollars in my pocket just the first year after I was on that show. Okay, it, it quadrupled my business and it, it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me and gave me tons of credibility. But more than any of that, it changed who I was and, and what I was to other people and to myself in my own mind. And you know as well as anybody, Johnny, that the number one asset that every entrepreneur and salesperson needs is confidence. And if anything, Getting on the Today Show was the ultimate confidence builder, man. To walk through the fire of having to, you know, show up in Thirty Rockefeller Center and sit there on those chairs opposite huge celebrities like Brooke Shields and Willie Geist, and you know, to be interviewed by them and asked off-the-cuff questions that were not pre prepared in advance. You know, just I had to answer a, a question live on the air from a viewer and some things in life change you. I'm sure you've had experiences in your life where you went in one person and you came out of that experience a different person because you are changed by experience in life and that was one of the experiences that I, I was a different guy walking out of that studio and that's, you know, it, it's happened to me in, in different ways along the way. Well, let's actually go back. You know, you you did briefly mention that you went to to Hollywood, you know, to pursue to pursue the acting career, and you ended up driving a cab for for how many years? Six years. Six years. What was that initial? What was the first thing you did to break out of that? Like, take us back there briefly. Okay, so on New Year's Eve of the Millennium, I swore an oath to myself, and I said, "That's it. I cannot do this anymore. I am officially ending." my pursuit of the Hollywood dream and I burned all the screenplays and all the books and I embarked on a, a massive personal transformation experience. I took classes and seminars and lectures and I believed that if I could change who I was and how I was showing up in this world, then the outer circumstances of my life would begin to change. And so I did everything. I, I walked on fire with Tony Robbins. I did Toltec Wisdom Studies with Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements. I did men's power circles and ceremonies. I did everything you could possibly do to change. And sure enough, it worked, man. After, after a while, a couple of months, I got out of taxi driving and I got into the gourmet food industry, specifically selling butter, and that's a whole nother long story. And sure enough, as I started making money, then I met an amazing woman who, luckily for me, had my agenda at heart and believed in me more than I even believed in myself. And she encouraged me to get into real estate 
and I didn't know anything about real estate, so I did more study. And this is we're talking about 2002, and I bought uh, no, I bought Carlton Sheets, I bought Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I started studying real estate. Before you know it, I was in escrow on my first house. I did a fixer up and like did a cosmetic fixer and rented it out and then flipped it and made a bunch of money. Then I started doing teardowns. Then I started buying raw land and I built a number of houses during the boom of real estate all the way through 2008. And, I, and that's how I became fat and happy uh, <laughs> with the relationship with my beautiful wife, Allison, and with the money that I was earning. You know, we were very fat and happy, and unfortunately, that's how I became obese. I hit 236 pounds by 2009, and that was 90 pounds heavier than when I was a champion wrestler in high school. And, you know, that became one of the things that I had to turn around in my life during the last year of my life, version 1.0. But you know what? That, that brings up so many great points. I really, truly believe that most of the very successful people out there you know, and there's there's some you know who are just born lucky, everything's going well. But the majority of us, we kind of hit a rock bottom. You know, we weren't very happy with our lives, with ourselves. And instead of just settling for it, we went out and we invested in ourselves. You know, we signed up for uh, a training course, or we went to a seminar. We did something to kind of break ourselves out of the box, and we got a mentor. We learned from people who we wanted to be. And you know, the other even the part about you writing down your goals. I'm willing to bet most people that are not successful won't even do that. You know, you have an excuse on why it's a waste of time, why, you know, that you might say, oh, I've done it before. But in reality, you know, people who really want to change, if, when I really wanted to change and I was kind of, I was down to my last $200, I was also obese. I was so out of shape. I was unhappy. I was single. And I was like, you know what? This is the year I want to, I want to achieve a goal. I want to achieve any one of my goals that, that I've always put out there. And you know, I did the exact same thing you did. I said, you know what, this is, I'm going to live like this is the last year of my life. If, if, and for me, it wasn't, you know, thinking I'm going to die in a year, but it was thinking I'm going to have to move back in with my parents at 32 years old and get another job. So to me, that was my last year. That was like my last chance. And just like you, I said, you know, what? I'm going to invest myself. I'm going to write down my goals. I'm going to take whatever training course I need to do. And I'm going to put in the effort to transform. And just like you, that's when everything started coming. You know, I got in better shape, built a better business, met the love of my life. And I want everyone listening to this to take those same tips from Clint, you know, because he was, you know, he wasn't a movie star. He wasn't anyone, you know, special. Nobody handed him anything. Um, and here, here you are today, not only once, but breaking through twice. You know, you didn't just get fat and, and comfortable. You decided to bring Clint Arthur 2.0, 3.0 again. It's amazing, man. Living as if you're going to die is one of the most important things because unfortunately, when you're not, when, when you're just living like a zombie like everybody else, unfortunately, you're ruled by fear and procrastination and doubt many, many times. But when you're going to die at the end of the year, you just say, screw it. I want the Rolex watch. Screw it. I want to go to Hawaii. Screw it. I want to go to Europe. Screw it. I'm going to make the phone calls and I don't care if they say no. Screw it. I'm going to invest in the, in the machinery for the factory and I'm going to just figure it out because I have to make this happen. Screw it. I'm going to write the book even if nobody buys it. I just want to write it so that I can put down this information for my daughter so that at least she'll have it. And when you start doing stuff and stop worrying about other people's and how they're going to think and what they're going to say or what they might do and you just do what you want to do without regard to to fear and doubt and anxiety and procrastination it's amazing what breakthroughs can accomplish can, can happen and what things you can accomplish in your life and and I really do attribute a lot of the great successes in my in my career to just saying screw it I'm going to be dead at the end of this year and I want to make stuff happen and I don't care what the ramifications are. I don't care if somebody doesn't like it. I don't care if somebody gets offended by what I'm doing. I don't care if they say no. I don't care if they tell me I'm an idiot. I don't really care. I don't care about anything except doing what I want to do. And I'm not saying you should kill anybody. <laughs> I'm not saying you should break any laws. But if you're a good person and living within the realm 
of, of being a good human being, I say anything goes and go for it. And that's why I ended up writing the book, The Last Year of Your Life. And you know, you could get that book on Amazon.com. Just type in The Last Year of Your Life by Clint Arthur and you'll find that. Or you can get an even more advanced version that I did the next year where I added videos and audios to accompany each of the 52 weeks of the transformation experience. Like when I was living as if it was the last year of my life with my men's team, every week I, I would do different rituals and exercises and challenges for the men. And then when I did it with the general public, I had 120 people around the world doing the last year of your life experience with me on conference calls every week. And again, I further refined it so that every week there were different rituals and challenges like like breaking through your fear, uh, breaking through your fear, eliminating procrastination, appreciating how uh, all the great things that you've done in your life or um, breaking through your barriers. I mean, every week is a different challenge. And in the version 2.0 of the last year of your life book, I made videos and audios to go with each week. And I made these videos and audios all around the world. There's videos of me in, in Barcelona, Spain, in, in Chicago, in New York, in Dallas, all over the place. And in Portugal, oh man, we were in a, in a castle in Portugal and I made some of these videos. Man, I was going for it every single week. And in the version 2.0 of that book, it's called The Greatest Book of All Time. Because when you have videos and audios to accompany your learning, it's like having a, a mentor with you every step of the way. And when I was on the Today Show, Willie Geis goes, you know, it's great, Clint. We make all these plans. We want to climb to the top of the highest mountain. But how do you keep from going off track? And I said, invest as much as you possibly can in the right mentors. Because... Number one, investing in yourself and in a mentor makes you more invested in the process and it makes it easier for you to stay on track and demand more of yourself when you're going through this process. And then number two, by investing in the mentor, hopefully you'll get somebody and the, and the correct mentor is like one or two steps ahead of you. Like, like for, for example, for somebody who's never been on TV, having Alec Baldwin or George Clooney or uh, or even Tim Ferriss is probably not the right mentor because the mentor should only be two steps ahead of you. That's all they should be, two steps ahead of you. If they're more than two steps ahead of you, they can't relate to you and you can't really learn all that much from them because they're too far ahead. So you need to get a mentor who's like, you know, appropriate for you and then find the best one possible and invest as much as you can with them. And uh, hopefully you'll get lucky and, and at the very least, because you've got a lot invested in, in the mentorship situation, you'll demand a lot from yourself and get a lot out of it. You know, I absolutely agree with that. And I've always heard, you know, when I was, you know, I was in high school and I was in college, oh, you should get a mentor, you should get a mentor. And I never knew how. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, do, do I just contact, you know, Donald Trump and email him and say, oh, can you be my mentor? Of course not, because he doesn't have time and he doesn't know who you are. You know, and he has, you know, he has the people he, he's mentored. Maybe why don't you find the person he's mentoring and try to get, try to get mentored by that person? Because they're still going to be able to teach you a ton. So well, the other thing I, I, I like that you pointed out is to find someone who's two steps ahead of you. You know, instead of me, you know, I wanted to learn how to make an online business. But instead of me, you know, have, trying to get Tim Ferriss to uh, mentor me. He's, which he's probably not going to do because he has he doesn't have time to do it. I found someone who was exactly two steps ahead of me. Someone who had a profitable online business who was making you know over a couple hundred thousand a year. But it was, but a few years ago before that he you know he wasn't doing uh, as well as he is today. So he's kind of growing. He still realizes, he still remembers what it's like to start out to struggle. And I think that's why so many people follow my stuff as well is because they saw that just a year and a half ago that I was in the exact same position as them. Uh, and the way that I got Anton as a mentor is I just bought all his programs. And I was like, oh, what do you have to offer? Let me buy it. And not only did I buy it, I mean, I think that's only part of it. It's actually doing it, actually following the advice. Every time my mentor gave me an action task, instead of questioning it, I did it to 100%. And then the third part of it is I gave him credit back. That's why I always, you know, I'm, I'm always saying join the Anton Method course because that not only did it help me personally, but I know by 
that's the best way that I can give back to him again. Say, you know, thank you, Anton, for, for changing my life. Let me get you more people into your course. And, and I'm sure you do the exact same thing. My best mentors, I can name them on one hand. They are Brendan Burchard, who is the creator of Experts Academy, and Dan Kennedy, who is the creator of GKIC, Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle. Which you who, won Best Info Marketer of the Year. By the yep. Way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he really helped me to understand the value of celebrity. See, Brendan... Brendan helped me to understand that you can and should make a lot of money by helping other people with your knowledge. That's what being a, a professional expert is all about. Dan Kennedy made me understand how valuable a celebrity is. And then James Malinchek helped me really to bring celebrity and unique positioning to bear in my own career. And man, without those three mentors, I... I I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am. And luckily for me, I got those mentors in the right order and at the right point in their careers. Like when I signed on, the first one I signed on with was Brendan Burchard. And this was before he blew up and became a number one New York Times bestselling author. I did his $10,000 uh, mentorship program. It was like a, it was a mastermind program for a year for $10,000. And today, you you have to pay $46,000 for that same program. And I tell you what, the people in that program, most of them have no business being mentored by Brandon Burchard. They're way too low down in their expert tra trajectories. But because they have a lot of money, they are able to pay to be with the big star, right? Then James Malinchek was the second person that I invested with. And luckily for me, that was before he got on Secret Millionaire on ABC. He got on a huge nationally televised show, and he blew up. And then Dan Kennedy. Now, Dan Kennedy was my mentor, but I did it the way you did it. I did it by investing in products of Dan Kennedy's. And, and interestingly enough, I did a lot of training with protégés of Dan Kennedy, like James Malinchek is a protégé of Dan Kennedy. Uh, Mike Keenix is a protege of Dan Kennedy. He's another one of my mentors. And Dave D is another one of my mentors who is a protege of Dan Kennedy. So I, you know, it's very important to pick the right mentors at the right stage in their careers where they're going to really be able to help you and really be able to care about you. Because that's like, that's so hard when, when you're trying to find a mentor it is so hard to find one who cares, even if you have the money to spend. Like, you know, luckily, I'm still at a, at a point in my career where I still care about every single one of my $10,000 clients who come to Celebrity Launchpad. To me, a person who's going to give me four days of their life and $10,000 of their money, they get my personal attention. And I give them a guarantee. Like, and, and this is a very important thing, Johnny. I really believe if I had not had the, the wisdom to identify a guarantee that I could deliver and that would be valuable to my clients, I would never be able to be as successful and I never would have won Info Marketer of the Year. But at Celebrity Launchpad, I guarantee if you come and you're one of the 12 people who gives me $10,000 and spends four days with me, I do it 10 times a year. If you're one of those people who gets one of those seats, I guarantee you'll get booked on at least two shows with ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, or CW news or talk shows so that you're going to be able to put those logos on your business card, on your website. You're going to have video clips of you being interviewed by real news or talk show anchors on real shows produced by the networks themselves. And it's very important to be a discerning buyer when you're out there investing in a mentor. Find somebody who is in the right position in their career and find somebody who's going to give you actual value because there's a lot of people out there who are too big to give you value or don't offer a legitimate value. So be careful. You know, I think that's a great point that you bring up. So there's you know plenty of people that I wish could 
uh, would mentor me, but they just don't have time. I mean, for example, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone's 10x rule, you know, and I listen to his audiobook, and that's how he mentors me, even though he, I've never spoken to him. I buy listening to his audiobook all the time and getting motivation from that. But unfortunately, he's too big now to be, you know, to answer questions, to reply to an email, to you know, to reply or tweet, but there are going to be people who are, you know, that, that was him two years ago, you know, in whatever stage they were in, and they will most likely be, you know, the ones charging $46,000 per seminar five or 10 years from now, but instead of just jumping on the celebrity hype that they're already big and that they're already uh, New York Times bestseller, they're already, um, you know, world famous, that's exactly what I do as well. I find people, you know, who are, successful in their own right, but they're still charging $1,000 or $5,000 or even $10,000, something that, you know, is, is somewhat with, within reach for most people, you know, instead of just saying, oh, I want to be mentored by Donald Trump, uh, let me, let me pay $46,000 a month to do it. And, and, you know, and not have Donald Trump have any time for us. Uh, and that's why, you know, I would say for everyone listening to this, tweet at, you know, whoever you want to, to mentor you, email them, comment on their posts and see if they reply. And if they are too busy to reply, I personally would not sign up for their mentoring program or join, join their courses because, you know, if they're too busy to reply to you there, they're probably going to be too busy to really give you uh, earnest help and, and, and one-on-one attention if you do join their course. Great point, Johnny. But think about this. How many of us have been mentored by Napoleon Hill? How many of us, right? Mm-hmm. How many of us have been mentored by Donald Trump by reading The Art of the Deal? I know I have. And it, there's, there's all kinds of ways to seek out mentorship. However, if you really want to accelerate your results, if you really want to achieve big time, invest as much as you can and get as close a mentorship relationship as you possibly can with the correct, appropriate mentor at the right place in their career. And that's been the secret of my success, and that's what I recommend to my students. And you know, the students who I've been able to help to get on the Today Show, on Good Morning America, CNN, Doctor Oz, The Doctors, Headline News, all these great shows and, and career and life changing experience that I've been able to do. You know, those have been the people who've invested at the high level and who have been committed and have really wanted it as much as possible. And that's, you know, I know we're coming to the end of the hour and I really want to focus on this thing right here. And that is desire. Because I said the key to success as an entrepreneur is unique positioning. And I, and I truly believe if you can achieve unique positioning in one of the two, there's only two ways. That's by having a unique product or service or by creating celebrity by going on TV. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, being the host of a podcast is great, but it's not genuine, quote unquote, celebrity because people don't really recognize you from that. When you're walking down the street or when you're going to seminars and stuff, you'll get a lot more mileage from TV celebrity than you will from being on radio or on podcasts or even in magazines or newspapers, okay? So create celebrity somehow. Preferably with TV because that's the most powerful and fastest and least expensive and most impactful way to do it. But then beyond that, desire. Once you have some form of unique positioning, it's desire that determines who is going to succeed and who is going to fail. I heard a great interview on Alec Baldwin's podcast between Alec Baldwin and Jerry Seinfeld. And Alec Baldwin goes, who are the people who make it as comedians. And Jerry Seinfeld goes, well, you tell me who are the people who make it in showbiz, and I'll tell you who the people are who make it as comedians. (laughs) And the answer is, the people who make it in showbiz or as comedians are the people who want it the most. Maybe they're the most talented or maybe not. But what's for sure is that they want it more than anybody else. And that is the most important thing after unique positioning, it is desire. And that goes for, for uh, creating celebrity and it goes for entrepreneurship as well. But you know, that actually is a really good point as well. On, a, on another, another kind of a segue from that is the, the comedians that actually are famous, the, the big 
famous comedians are the ones that have been on TV. And they're not necessarily the best comedians in the world. So I really like Joe Rogan, but he's, you know, he's really not the best comedian in the world. But because he's been on TV, he's been on Fear Factor, he's been on UFC, that makes, you know, and he has his own podcast, that makes me like his comedy, even though, you know, if, if I put him in a room with someone who has been on TV, that other person might be funnier. But because I have that recognition, that brand recognition of Joe Rogan and the TV celebrity, the guy who's been on these shows, that makes me just want to follow him more. Name a DJ. Name a famous DJ who's a celebrity. You know, like a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. Name. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I can only think of two. Mm-hmm. I can think of Ryan Seacrest mm-hmm. and Howard Stern. Yes. Both of whom are TV celebrities. Yep. There are no other famous DJs. Unfortunately, if you really want to be a celebrity, the only way to do it is to get on video because unless you do, there's no face to go with the voice. And it's the face and the voice combined that enables people to identify you as a celebrity. Now, you can achieve celebrity on TV by becoming an infomercial star, like, for example, Dean Graziosi. Right, mm-hmm. Dean Graziosi has been on TV doing real estate infomercials for 15 years, and he created celebrity for himself a lot less than if he had been on legitimate TV news or talk show interviews. But nonetheless, you can buy your way up some celebrity by being on infomercials. Look at um, Billy Mays, right, or uh, Jack Lalanne. Jack Lalanne created infomercial celebrity by being on his juicers, and George Foreman he did celebrity by creating the George Foreman grill and making TV commercials for that. You got to be on TV if you want to be a celebrity. You know, 100%. Now, now that I really think about it, <clears throat> even though a lot of people get to know me through through podcasts and I can share my my word and um, an interview cool guests, the people that recognize me, it, it's all from my YouTube videos. And I would yeah. say that's kind of like the the entry level to be a celebrity is, you know, building up your YouTube channel and getting on there. But absolutely, if I can also get uh, a sizzle reel, a couple, even two or three clips on uh, local, you know, CNBC or Fox News. Even if it's in a small town, small city, that will add yep. so much to my credibility, um, and you know, it really kind of accelerate my career. And you know what? And so here's here's a plan. Here's here's what I want. I want. I'm gonna personally do, and I and what I what I recommend the listeners to do. Because if you guys are listening to this, you're like, this sounds great. There's so much uh, information. I would love to do it, but I don't know where to start. This is what you what you can do, you know. If you guys don't have a book, you can self publish a book literally in a month. I mean, and you know, figure out the topic that you. How about in How about in a day? Okay, yeah. I I think that a Kindle book today, in order to be credible enough product to go on TV, a Kindle book only has to be a thousand to twenty five hundred words. Seriously, you just need a cover. When I booked myself on NBC New York, the book didn't even exist. All I had was a cover. So, you know, you know, uh, I've been on national TV shows promoting a book that I never ended up publishing. Now, I'm not saying that that's the smartest way to do it. If you're going to go on TV, you might as well promote a book that's going to be published. You might as well get some benefit out of it. But, hey, man, you can easily go on TV and bluff your way on with just a book cover. Really, absolutely, and but at the same time, there, there's no reason why everyone here can't just commit to say, you know what, write a short, and, and I like how you said short, have a good book, good cover, just to say, you know, you have a book that adds instant credibility that you're a published author, even though it's just a Kindle book, even though it only took you a few days to get it on Kindle uh, after writing it. Then it'll improve you as an expert. You know, the the act of writing a book or creating a product or leading a seminar or teaching anything will make you better at what you at what you're trying to teach. So it's very important because, you know, I have had clients who have been Harvard-educated doctors, and they told me going on TV made them a better doctor. This whole process is all about getting better and better and more of an expert at what you do. So do yourself a favor. Write the book so that you'll become better so that when you go on TV, you'll be better than you are. Then when you go on TV, you'll get even better at what you do, and it's a virtuous cycle. That's really important for anybody who wants to deliver high quality products and services, which should be the goal of everybody. I mean, to me, delivering high quality products and services is a given. Absolutely. And so I'm going to read your book, Breakthrough Your Upper Limits on TV, to kind of figure out 
is this possible for me to do so the next time I'm back in the US, even if it's only two or three weeks, can I get myself on a local news channel? And I have the feeling that if I dedicate myself to it and using your tips, I absolutely could. There's no doubt about it, man. All of my students who come to Celebrity Launchpad get booked on shows. Anybody who applies themselves to this process will get booked on shows. Go Google the term Nielsen, Nielsen Market Rankings, okay? N-E-I-L-S-O-N Market Rankings. That'll give you a list of the all the cities in the top 200 markets. Pick out cities in the bottom of the list in the smallest cities in America and pitch those shows, pitch those producers in those, in those cities and you'll get on TV and start building your celebrity. And the beautiful thing of it is is that when you're on YouTube, if you have 50,000 views on a video, you have any videos, Johnny, that have 50,000 yeah, yeah. views? Uh, yes, I do. That's, that's pretty good. How about 250,000? Got any of those? Uh, I might. Okay. That's, that's quite an accomplishment, right? 250,000 views? Uh-huh. That's quite an accomplishment. But if you say you were on ABC News in Biloxi, Mississippi, it's equal. And I'll tell you what, it's so much easier to get on ABC News in Biloxi, Mississippi than it is to get 250,000 real views on a video on YouTube. I mean, I, I haven't been able to do it, and I've been on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's easier. It's, it's 100 times easier to get on the Today Show than it is to even get 250,000 genuine views on YouTube. You know, I absolutely agree with that. And here, here's my thoughts on, on TV. Is I'm not saying that everyone should become you know, big TV consumers. <laughs> it's more that just realize that there are people out there, uh, you know, most of the U.S., that that's what they do. That's, you know, that's how they consume um, information. And, you know, everyone, even though I don't personally trust anything I see on Fox News, that name, that brand, you know, of you being on Fox before, it still gives credibility. And, you know, just leverage that. I mean, and the thing is, you know, you can leverage this for anything. If you have Amazon products, you can leverage it. If you have a personal brand, you can leverage it. If you just want, you know, more people to, to view your blog or read your book. These are things that you can leverage, and obviously it worked because I did. I never heard of Clint Arthur when I got that that media flyer and the email from from his VA, <laughs> but because I saw these logos that he's been on, you know, these different shows, I'm like, oh, well, you know, what? I'm curious to check out who he is because he must be someone if he's if he's been on these shows, and and the other part of it is, I would I really want to you know say that actually the the thing we didn't actually talk about much is your five star butter, but that's actually honestly the reason why. I wanted you, I contacted you, I wanted you on the show, is because I saw that not only is it, you know, this, you know, great butter that's sort of these great big brands, but that it's, it's grass-fed butter. And to me, that actually shows uh, your, your character. And you're like, you know, you actually care about, uh, about health and you're actually informed and you're, you're like this earnest, you know, you're making a real quality product and not just, um, you know, out there for the cash. If you were selling a margin product, I wouldn't have you on the show. Johnny, like I said, to me, quality is a given. You have to deliver outstanding quality and in service and products. I, at least I do every single day. Now, the interesting thing is that I, I went on Statistica.com and I typed in TV. I, I typed in local TV and trust. I Googled that term and I came up with the statistic. According to Statistica.com, people who are 35 to 64-year-olds – 81% of them trust in local TV news in the U.S. This is just a year ago this statistic was, was collected. 81% of the money, the people who have money, trust what they see on local TV news. And what, what is the biggest problem, the biggest barrier to getting a sale today is overcoming the lack of trust. People don't believe that people are real. People don't believe that people are, are authentic in, in what they do or that they deliver quality. But I tell you what, if people see you on local TV news, 81% of the people with money who are 31 to, four, to 64 years old trust what they see. So it's a huge thing. And more importantly, like you're saying, you know, you don't watch a lot of TV. Like I said, I don't care if anybody watches TV. When I go on TV, I take that marketing video and I make sure that my customers and my prospects at least know that I was on the show. 
That's all that has to happen because just by them knowing that I was on local TV, they trust me more. And that's one of the most important things in getting them to ultimately pull out their credit card and give me the digits. You know, I absolutely love that advice, especially because what you said in the beginning, that quality has to be a given. And unfortunately, people can use you know, TV celebrity to, to push products that are not quality, that are not genuine. And guys like Dr. Oz, I don't believe you know, he delivers quality information. But the fact that he's on TV, he has the trust of everyone. So why not have quality information you know, and also have that trust and get those people to follow your products, to follow your blogs and your websites and read your books um, by using this local TV celebrity. Uh, Clint, thank you so much for being on the show. If, if people want to read your books, they want to find out more information, where, where can they visit? How can they get in touch with you? ClintArthur.tv. That's Clint like Clint Eastwood, Arthur like the king, dot TV like I am looking forward to seeing you on television. <laughs> I love it. So I'm going to go ahead and read both Break Your Upper Limits on TV as well as what they teach you at the Wharton Business School. And honestly, just because, you know, I, I, I heard a statistic that the average millionaire reads 60 books plus per year. If you're not a millionaire yet and you're not reading even six books a year, why not take that habit? Thank you guys for being on the show. Check out the show notes on episode 71 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast uh, and check out clintarthur.tv. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.